Hi folks, I hope you're all doing really well. Myself and Sheila are really excited to release the next episode this coming Saturday. And we were so excited that we thought that we'd give you guys a taste of what's in the episode. So here's an excerpt from The Troubles and what it can teach us about forgiveness. Londonderry. This was the peaceful prelude to days of rioting and violence. The beginning of a new and bloody chapter in the grim history of the city. As the Apprentice Boys Parade, a traditional Protestant march, wound its way through the streets, there was no hint of the violence that was to rip Londonderry apart. It was only when the march was almost over that tempers began to get frayed. Stones were thrown from the Catholic bogside area. Within minutes, barricades were going up, and militant MP Bernadette Devlin was addressing the crowd. The police prepared to defend themselves from the stones that were already beginning to hail down on them. Protestants gathered to reply to the Catholic stones. More barricades went up. Tempers fled. The crowds linked arms, and within minutes, Londonderry was in the grip of the most savage and senseless rioting it has yet seen. With Bogside, the battle. The Troubles was a complex conflict with numerous armed and political players. It included an armed insurgency against the state by sections of the Catholic or nationalist population, principally waged by the Provisional Irish Republican Army, with the aim of creating a united, independent Ireland. Against the IRA were a variety of state forces, such as the Royal Ulster Constabulary, the regular British Army and a locally recruited army unit, and the Ulster Defence Regiment. A differing but related aspect of the conflict was sectarian or communal violence between the majority unionist or loyalist Protestant population and the minority Catholic or nationalist one. This was manifest in intercommunal rioting, house burning and expulsion of minorities from rival areas, as well as lethal violence including shooting and bombing. Several paramilitary groups were also drawn from the loyalist community, most notably the Ulster Defence Force and the Ulster Volunteer Force. The official aim of these groups was to cease Republican violence against the state, but in practice their main target was Catholic civilians. Though not the principal aim of their campaign, Republican paramilitary groups also killed a significant number of Protestant civilians. The IRA called ceasefire in 1994, followed shortly afterwards by the loyalist groups, leading to multi-party talks about the future of Northern Ireland. The conflict was formally ended with the Belfast or Good Friday Agreement of 1998. It was a bloody and violent affair with more than 3,500 people killed in the conflict and another 50,000 injured. Undoubtedly, the sheer number of casualties caused much pain, bitterness and resentment between people from both the Unionist and Nationalist communities. Varying views and attitudes towards forgiveness have come to the fore following the attempts at reconciliation that followed the Good Friday Agreement. At one end of the spectrum is Jude White, whose mother Peggy was killed in 1984 by a member of a loyalist paramilitary group. Prior to this, in 1983, a member of the same group tried to bomb the family home and fatally injured himself in the attempt. Peggy, although a target of the attack, nursed him as he lay on the street. In a statement to the Observer, Mr White said, His name was David Matland, and I remember seeing him with half his face and a hand blown off outside our door. 
and I also remember it was my mother who told me to go outside, get a pillow and a blanket to put around him, to comfort him while he lay there dying from his injuries. I think he was as shocked as I was that the people he had come to kill had offered him some comfort and solace in his hour of need. Mr. White thought this kindness might spare the family further attacks, but a year later the same group attacked the house again, this time killing Peggy and a 20-year-old police officer, Michael Dawson. Yes, Mr. White, a lecturer, claims that if he knew the name of his mother's killer, he would not inform the authorities. For him, he sees no benefit in imprisoning a man who would now probably be around 60, like himself, and can hardly have understood the conflict in which he was involved. As he says, in my mother's name, I forgive him, and explained that although he has not inherited his mother's fate, he tries to emulate her empathy. A more common view is that associated with Alan McBride, a counsellor at the Wave Trauma Centre and member of the Protestant community whose wife and father-in-law were killed in the IRA Shankill bombing in 1993. He is unable to fully forgive the man who carried out the attack, but yet has no desire to see him suffer. According to The Economist magazine, after a significant struggle with his bitterness and resentment, he is now at a point where he sees what happens to his attacker as a matter of indifference. On the other end of the spectrum is Jim Wells, a former Democratic Unionist politician and evangelical. Like many of the more intensely religious factions in Northern Ireland, he holds the view that the transgressor can seek forgiveness only by fully admitting to their misdeeds and begging for pardon, as well as accepting the penalty that is due and mitigating the damage done. As he told a reporter, that is how our Baptist congregation would treat a member who did wrong. It was reminiscent of the Blitz. Buildings blazed, the rioters sheltered behind their barricades to make more petrol bombs. Police used tear gas, and 320 troops stood by on the outskirts of the city. Houses agonizing experience may hold grave consequences for the future. Well, folks, we hope that you're as excited about listening to this episode as we are about sharing it with you. Please don't forget to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and if you could we would really appreciate if you would give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and please do tell your friends about The Hut Near the Bog. See you Saturday!